Life Audio. Hey everyone, welcome back to How to Study the Bible. I'm your host, Nicole Eunice, and I am really glad that you are joining us today. I hope wherever you find yourself, wherever your heart is, if your heart is in a different place than your body or your mind today, I pray that over the next few minutes you might be able to bring all those things together under the power and goodness of our God and find that beautiful, still center where you can dwell with God, regardless of what the day may bring. Looking forward to that so much. We are in a series called Lord Hear My Prayer, and we are talking about the complicated emotions that we often navigate in life and how we can bring all of ourselves to the Lord and find the peace that we're so often missing, the peace that we're so often seeking in life. So often we try to find peace through the way that we might control or manage our circumstances or our relationships or our schedule. We try to drink more water. We try to exercise and eat right. And all those things, of course, are good things, but those are not the things that will ultimately satisfy our soul. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. The only thing that can actually satisfy us, that can give us the deep peace and belonging that we're seeking is our God. So we're going to talk a little bit about that over the next few minutes. Just a couple of updates for you guys. Thank you so much for your emails. You guys have already hit me up with a lot of listener responses to what you would like to fill in that blank, Lord, hear my prayer when. And we're going to be tackling some of those issues over the next few weeks. So if you have one that you want to share with me, you can just find me on social media, Facebook, um, Instagram. Just look for my last name, U-N-I-C-E. That's the easiest way to find me since it's an unusual last name. 
follow me on Facebook or Instagram and you can leave me a message there. You can shoot me an email if you'd like. All the information you need is in the show notes. Today, we're going to talk about an emotion that all of us face, but few of us want to handle. (laughs) And that emotion that we're going to talk about is, Lord, hear my prayer when I'm sad. We're going to talk about what it means to be sad. So let's talk about sadness for just a minute. It really feels bad. (laughs) It feels bad to be sad, which is why we often ignore it. But sadness is a part of our human condition. It's as much a part of our human condition as breathing. And why does it feel so bad to cry? Why does it feel so bad to feel sad? Well, we have physical responses to sadness. We might cry. We have facial expressions with our downturned mouth and furrowed brow. We can often feel tired when we're sad and sluggish. We may have changes in our appetite, changes in our sleep. Do you know that you can actually feel sadness in your body that chronic sadness can lead you to muscle tension, especially in your neck and back. And this tension can contribute to headaches and other things that bring you pain. Long-term sadness has an impact on your immune system. It can potentially weaken the system, making you more susceptible to illness. It changes your hormones. It can change your digestion. It can even change your heart rate and your blood pressure. So dealing with sadness is an important part of life. And a lot of times those kinds of changes, those sort of uncomfortable things that can happen when we're sad, happen particularly when we do not process sadness, when we try to push sadness away, when we try to close the door on it, or when we just dwell in it, we get stuck in it, and we don't know how to find our way out. And there there comes to all these sort of chronic symptoms that come over us, and we start to get confused about where the source of those symptoms might be. We start treating those symptoms. We start medicating our headaches or medicating our sleep. And of course, we're we're trying to just find a way to be okay. But a lot of times the way to find our, our way forward, the way to find our way forward and through is to actually go to the source of the sadness and and to face that sadness head on, to face that sadness with God, not without him. And what's interesting about sadness is that lament, the idea of expressing mourning or grief or sadness, is a huge part of scripture. There is so much, especially in the Psalms, about expressing lament. Lament is a way of bringing your troubles before God. It's a way of seeking his presence and his deliverance from your troubles. Lament also is the way that we think about God. It's the way that we think about what we believe about God and who God is. It's the way we acknowledge the reality of suffering in the world. It's the way we grapple through the idea of God being a God of justice, a God of mercy, a God of faithfulness. And all through the Psalms, we see these really raw emotions that question God, question God's actions, that seek help, that lament, that complain, that pour out a heart of sadness to God. And we're going to look at one of those in Psalm 13. And I want you to know that through this bad news, we're on the way to good news. I know all of that sounded like a lot, right? Like dealing with our sadness and realizing what an impact it has on our life. Like, whoa, that's that's heavy, right? But we're, we're going through bad news in order to get our way to good news. And this is the mistake that we often make. And it's a mistake that's a tale as old as time, which is that we try to fix ourselves outside of God's provision. 
And so we feel sadness and we start to deal with our sadness and we deal with it in all of these human ways. We we shift our blame around. We we get sick. We we get chronically sort of fatigued. We we feel sluggish and we we have all of these symptoms that are weighing us down and we try to find all of these human ways to fix them. And the truth is we do sometimes need human intervention to move us out of sadness, especially if it becomes depression. But we're not talking about clinical depression right now. We're talking about just your run-of-the-mill issues, the suffering that we all face as human beings, the hard times, the reality of dealing with reality, all the things that we face. In that sadness, we have this propensity to naturally try to solve it ourselves. And we actually don't bring it before God, whether we think it's not okay to bring it before God, whether we don't even want to be honest with ourselves. So we avoid facing it with God. Maybe it's because we've we've tried before and we we haven't felt like God has answered us. And so we don't know if God is a reliable source of help anymore. But I want you to know that you will continue to spin your wheels And you will continue to go down paths that don't actually lead to freedom in life if you don't go through it with God. And the Psalms and the Book of Lamentations and all of these places in the Old Testament particularly give us opportunities to go through it with God. So I'm going to take us through Psalm 13, which is a great example of going through it with God. We're going to walk through this a little bit and see how we can pray in our sadness. Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death and my enemy will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Okay, so what does Psalm 13 say to us? What's going on here? Well, we see, of course, a very, very honest wrestling. And there's sort of these three things, right? There are four things, I would say, that we see that the the psalmist is facing, Psalm of David. So what David's facing right now. And so he's got four complaints at the beginning. The first complaint is, God, I feel forgotten by you. God, I don't feel like I'm seeing or experiencing you. That's the first thing David says. The second thing he says is, I am wrestling with my thoughts. Anybody ever wrestle with their thoughts? Anybody ever have a thing that you're struggling with, that you're wrestling with, that you just can't seem to let go? Well, you have a friend in David. And you have a friend in the human condition, right? So, God, I don't feel like you're remembering me. God, how long will I wrestle with my thoughts? He goes on and says, how long will I have sorrow in my heart? So there's that sadness. I feel sadness. Something is not right. Something doesn't feel right. Something is making me grieve. Something I've lost or something that I fear I'm losing, right? And then he says, how long will my enemy triumph over me? And a lot of us struggle with all the enemy language in the Psalms in the Old Testament. David had real enemies that he was facing, like real enemies with faces, right, who were actively seeking to kill him. 
But we all have enemies too. We have enemies of all kinds, right? We're trying to live in this world. We're trying to advance the kingdom of God. We're trying to love people who may be selfish or self-centered, who may not want to love us back. We have all kinds of oppressors and oppression in our world. And, And that might be an easier way to think about this concept that there are things that are coming against you as well. We know that our fight in this world is not against flesh and blood, but against the powers and principalities of the evil one. And so you do have a battle to face. If you are following God, if you are living in the kingdom of God, there is a battle that is going on around you that you cannot see, but is very, very real. And so we have this battle going on, and we know that the enemy has told us, Jesus has told us what the enemy is about, and Jesus has told us that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So the devil, his name devil, means divide. He comes to divide. So any place that you feel division in your life, whether that's division in your community, division in your home, division in your school, in your workplace, that is the work of the enemy trying to keep us from unity and peace and love with our fellow man. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y or visit give.crew.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So you have enemies that you're facing as well. So David gives a four-way complaint. God, I don't feel like you're with me. I'm wrestling with my thoughts. I have sorrow in my heart. And I have enemies that are coming against me. And then David makes this turn where he, he makes a plea to God, look on me and answer me, give light to my eyes. David saying, if I, if I don't have you, God, if I don't have the light and the hope of your goodness and your salvation in my heart, that's shining out through my eyes. If I don't have that, I might as well die. 
So if you if you've worried that you're too dramatic for God, you can never be too dramatic for God. You cannot be too dramatic with your feelings. And I know that there's probably a part of you, even as you're listening to this, that is like, oh, well, you know, my struggles aren't that big of a deal and I don't want to make too big of a deal of them. And when we minimize, what we do is we're actually stuffing away and not dealing with the hurt. So I'd love to invite you to not judge how much hurt you have or or how much sadness you have or why you have it. You may have sadness over really good things. I wrote on my Instagram yesterday about the fact that it's okay to be sad and you can be strong at the same time. And you might be sending off your child to kindergarten or your middle schooler to middle school or like me, you sent off some kids to college and it's sad. It's a loss, right? And I know it's a good sad. I'm proud of my kids. I'm excited that they're moving forward with their life, but there's still sadness there. And if I judge myself, like if I try to rationalize away my sadness, if I try to act like it's not a big deal, oh, you know, people are, you know, struggling all over the world and they're in war-torn countries, so I can't be sad about my kids going to college. I just I think what I'm trying to do when I do that, the reason it's so deceptive is I'm still trying to solve my problems without God. And instead, God says, why don't you bring how you feel, bring who you really are, bring your whole self to me, bring your complaints, bring your problems, right? Like if I'm wrestling in my my heart with sadness, this is permission. Psalm 13 is permission to bring that to God. And so the psalm goes on and says, look on me, answer, Lord, my God, give light to my eyes. And if you don't, God, you know, he says, if you don't, then my enemy is going to triumph over me. And then what you'll often see with lament is we have this lift at the end. And this is where our will, our will comes into play. Okay, so our will is the ability. It's the center of our heart, the center of our mind and our emotions. And we can direct our will. That's like the, the center of your heart. I can direct my will toward good things. And that's what's happening in Psalm 13. As after all this complaint, we don't just end there. David says, but I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. So there's always this peace in sadness of remembering who God's been to you before. It's like calling back on God's faithfulness in your life and saying, because I know that God is faithful, I will remember his faithfulness. I will choose to praise. I will trust in God. And I'm going to say those things to my soul, even in my sadness. So what we have in a lament like this in the Psalms is that we have full honesty with full obedience to God. And a lot of us sort of do like not all that much honesty and kind of like just lip service of obedience. And instead, I think what the invitation is, is what if you brought your full self to God? What if you brought all of your sadness and all of your pain and you brought that to prayer and you followed the rhythm that's set out for you in Psalm 13? And this rhythm is that you pour out those complaints, you call on God, you ask God to make himself real to you to show in your life, to give you that light of your salvation in your eyes, right? And then you trust that he will. And you say that out loud. You like claim that trust, right? So when I think about this idea of the backstory, we see this backstory of lament all through scripture that the Psalms give us an opportunity to express our emotions and to ultimately turn to God with our will for comfort and deliverance. 
So we asked that third question, well, what does this mean for us? And if I was going to write kind of one principle that I would pull from Psalm 13, it would be this. It's okay to be sad. And the Bible gives us a way to enter into our sadness with hope. First Thessalonians 4.13, this is in the New Testament, and it says, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep. This is talking about people that early church had lost who were dead. And he's saying, because you don't need to grieve as others do who have no hope. You see, the difference between a Christian and someone who has not found God is that when we are Christians, we can have hope. We can grieve with hope. We know that sadness will not be the end of the story. We know that loss and pain is not the final chapter. It will never be the final chapter for you. We know that redemption is real and that eternity is real. And regardless of how we live out this earthly life, it all pales in comparison to our eternal glory. And that we even right now can enter into a place where God dwells in our heart. God dwells with us. We are never alone. We have full belonging. We can bring our honest selves before God. He will work in your life. The Holy Spirit is active and present in your life, cares about the small things. We can bring those cares to the Lord. And when we bring those cares, it's okay to make space for sadness, not to dwell there, not to get stuck there but to bring the fullness of who we are before God. So my challenge for you this week is that the next time you feel sad, don't push it away. Don't try to get rid of it. Maybe you delay. Maybe you delay dealing with it until your morning quiet time or evening prayer and bring it to God. Just name the complaints and then say, but God, I trust in you. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. See what that does to you. You you may have to say those words out loud. Your heart and your mind might need to actually hear your soul say those words out loud and see and open your eyes for how God is moving in your life, being faithful in your life, showing you his love and comfort into your heart, speaking words of love over you, even as you bring the full sadness to him. Let him deal with it. Do not deal with it without him. All right, everyone. Talk to you next week. How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you like what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hey, Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the TMUS podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.